Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Greetings, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers here on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com and you can find us on Facebook as the Talk Show for Talkers. We do welcome your comments, your questions, your feedback, which we like to call evaluations. You can also listen to previous shows over the last seven years on our website, irishtalkers.com. If you have something you particularly want to listen to, just go into the search bar and search for it. You'll find it there. And we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly, which is a roundup of links from the internet about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership, etc. Look for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Moira O'Brien, and I'm joined this week by the persuasive, particular, and sometimes pernickety, but not today, Paul Imani. Paul, you're very welcome. Listeners, thank you very much. Moira O'Brien is not a very good predictor of the future. <laughs> and I'm also joined for the very first time by Gerard Murphy. Let me introduce you to Gerard. Gerard has been in the background for I was going to say for many months, he, he came and went and he's back again and he's doing sterling stuff, looking after the audio and the recordings. And today I've actually persuaded him to open his mouth. Well, he is a distinguished Toastmaster, so he ought to. Garoud, you're welcome. Thank you very much, Moira. And thank you, uh, Paul. And hello, listeners. And it's a pleasure to finally speak as part of the show. And I'm looking forward to this week's episode and contributing. Okay, so what do we have on the show this week? Well, we'll have our usual inane chatter on this episode, which will be the thought for the week and the word of the week. In episode two, we have an interview with a Toastmaster who may not be known to a large number. Well, who knows? He may be very famous. I know he's a member of a number of clubs, so hmm, you might well know him. In episode three, Paul is going to be talking about the impression that you give to visitors at your club meeting. And in episode four, I'm going to be continuing on what I've embarked upon, which is the skills of public speaking. And this week, we'll be looking at researching. And on that particular subject, my thought for the week this week is as follows. Research is seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. And this comes to us from a gentleman called Albert Zent Georgi. I'll say it again because it's not easy, is it? Research is seeing what everybody else has seen and thinking what nobody else has thought. Paul, your thoughts on those wise words? Unfortunately, there's only one project in the whole of the Toastmaster International Education Program which compels you to do some research. So this quotation is absolutely welcome 
Imagine a situation where you're a Toastmaster, Moira, as you've just described, and says, well, look, part of your self-development in Toastmasters is to go off and do some research about something you know nothing about. You can come back and do the project in your club, giving a speech based upon the research that you have conducted. But wouldn't it be wonderful if you elevated your uh, speech by not only basing it on the research that you've got, but by doing what every good researcher does, which is you pull the different strands together and you offer a hypothesis, you offer a view. This may be the most relevant contribution that, for sake of argument, Carl Walsh has made on this subject. Now, wouldn't that be, that would be to elevate that. I love this quotation. Whoever this person is, they've gone way up in my estimation, Moira. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's made me stop and think, because as you know, in episode four, I'm going to be talking about research. And this is looking at research in a completely different way to the way that I was thinking about it, because researching to me is, to an extent, regurgitating other people's thoughts or other people's ideas. But this is saying, well, okay, research, you see what other people have said, but now you're going to put your spin on it and you're going to make them or make your audience think of something new. So I like it. Gerard, what are your thoughts? Yes, I feel exactly the same way. And I think it is a wonderful quote for the week. And if I ignore the first word research and focus on the remaining part of the quote, I could just say I did a little research myself on the origins of it. And there are several incarnations going back several hundreds of years, just with slightly different wording. But I think as Paul and yourself alluded to, it's a perfect fit for Toastmasters. It's a perfect fit if you're a speech evaluator or a general evaluator or a table topics evaluator to help that speaker. If you can see something that other people can't see, don't be afraid to say it. The same with giving a speech. Don't be afraid to research it and try something different. Try a new format. I think it's very important to try everything once. Failure is an option. We learn from our mistakes. And imagine we could apply that at a leadership level as well, just to look at where our leadership problems are, where our clubs are falling down. But some leaders are afraid to try new things. So let's take a fresh novel approach. If it doesn't work, we go back into the bucket again and try again. But let's try new things. So I think it's a wonderful quote for the week. That's great, Gary. Thank you. And I hope I didn't bully you into coming onto the microphone for the very first time. Now, Paul, what's your word of the week? Well, bully for you, Garoid. I have to say that was a superb contribution. The sound of your voice, absolutely bully. Fantastic. Now, there's our word of the week. It's a fantastic word, isn't it? Giving congratulations to somebody. Bully for you. Listeners, the English language is the most peculiar animal you're ever going to use. Do you know how the word bully began its life in the English language? It began as a word for a sweetheart. 
if you go way back in time, you will discover. Now, I didn't want to call Garuda sweetheart. I thought that was over the top. But bully for you is a perfectly legitimate way. Now, if you start using bully for you, uh, Garoid, in a audience of people who are in Toastmasters in order to learn English, and 40% of whom have English as their second or third language, you're going to get in trouble. So my strong advice, listeners, is do not use the word in the sense of bully for you. You're likely to get into some trouble in some places. And also, I wouldn't be going around calling somebody who is your sweetheart a bully. Now, it didn't take long, nearly 100 years, but that's not all that long in the history of language for the word bully to be transformed into a term which is applies to somebody who is like a bulldozer. So a bully bulldozes other people, is nasty, is imposing, is forceful, and we all have anti-bullying policies. So the Toastmasters International has a policy, which is that it will not tolerate bullying. It's contrary to everything. So bully, handy word, also for those of you who are brought up on war films. In war films and also in cowboy films, there was such a thing as a bully can. Now, a bully can was a can for corned beef, for food. So there's another use of the word bully. So careful how you use it. B-U-L-L-Y. Bully, think of bulldozer, think of bad. Just very simple. Bully, bulldozer, bad. That'll help you to realize that you're not talking about a sweetheart. So, have you ever bullied anybody? Geroid Murphy, I told you bully for your previous contribution. Have you ever bullied somebody? Well, Paul, I'm just going to give you a little bit of history. And I have bullied somebody. But first, I'll say, did you know another big usage of the word bully originated in 1896? invented by a man called Brian Gamblin. I'm talking about the game of darts. So yes, you can actually win a game of darts by going out on a bully, which is hitting the very center red ring. 50 points you would gain normally, but you can win your game on a bully. That's another significance of that particular word. And I have to agree that, yes, there is no room for that little small five letter word but can be so intimidating it can be oppressive prosecuting and basically not respecting our core values in toastmasters international so i will try use it but i will try not be one wow well bully for you today garoid you have educated me and you have made me aware of darts now i've never thrown a dart in my life in anger. I've tried to throw a few of them at a, at a wall, but I've never thrown one in anger. I've never tried to bulldoze somebody by hitting them in a bullseye with a dart. But anyway, that's the word of the week. Moira, you're the MC of this part of the podcast or this episode. 
Thank you, Paul. I was actually going to come back to you and say that uh, you have thrown many darts during your Toastmasters career. Hmm. Some of those darts might even have landed on the bullseye. But be that as it may, let's see what's happening in our next episode. So tomorrow in episode two, we have a guest. And that guest is Postmaster Carl Walsh. Carl will be joining us and answering our five questions. We look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com for more information.